<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Push My Buttons Games podcast. It's Luke here again. It's me. What's Jared. up? <laughs> Yay, me. Hey, Luke. And I'm also joined by these two. Go ahead. <laughs> me, Panda Pat, is here, like I am always, because I'm actually consistent with this one. <laughs> <laughs> consistent Panda Pat. That's what we like to say now. Hmm. And I'm on time today. <laughs> <laughs> You were on time. (laughs) I'm proud of Mm. myself. And Captain Platinum is here. uh, uh, Dungeon Master Mike may jump in a little bit later, but uh, he's still uh, trying to get out of uh, the dungeon that he was trapped in from the last episode. But So, fingers crossed. Uh, We got a really good show for you today. We're going to talk about our... uh, game of the month that we've been playing tomb raider the 2013 release uh very excited about that we've got some cool star wars news uh coming up some dragon age some call of duty yeah it's all gonna be all all good stuff but uh first i'm gonna go ahead and start off this time with some games that i've been currently playing um i've been back on the ghost recon uh breakpoint kick and i have brought along pat this time yay me to play (laughs) to play uh also same situation with uh xenoverse 2 because i always play that and i also have dragged pat into playing that game after (laughs) three years or more I only owned it for one year before I actually yes, played it. you yeah. owned it for a year, but the two years prior to that, when I was saying, you like Dragon Ball, you will like this game. Okay, yeah, I'll get it. Six months later, did you better pick up that game? No, I really no. think you'll like it. Okay, I yeah, didn't. no, I'll pick it up. At one point in time, I did tell you that I owned it, and six months later, you asked me if I ever bought it, and I was like, yeah, I played like five minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> but now we finally we finally got her on there and she's actually at a pretty high level so it's been it's been fun kind of reliving the game for the first time through your eyes but like it was great and uh our friend of the show um Jake was playing with us and Is he from uh, State Farm? No, he's not. Okay. He's not. He this does not wear khakis. No, nope. khakis. <laughs> His it's polo cute. His polo would have no sleeves. No um, sleeves. <laughs> but um, we uh, we went full full training mode, and we let her fight the hardest bosses while we just kind of stood to the side. Nice. I, I have that downloaded, and I should probably join you guys at one time oh, when I yes. have time to play. Please, please do. It is so I much fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, and I have also been playing a lot of the multiplayer on Call of Duty Modern Warfare with my daughter. And she is a savage in that game. She's se- excuse me, she's seven, and she uh, regularly does better than me on that game. Her very first game, she went 15 and two online. And I said, how, how did you do this? Like I knew she was doing good because she was hiding around a corner with a shotgun. And anytime anyone walked through the door, she just go, boom, I got one, dad. Boom. I got one, dad. And I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) And then, and then, (laughs) and then she, uh, she's like, dad, I'm out of bullets. And I'm like, how did you run out of bullets? Um, that's, that's crazy. Uh, and she, uh, she was like, I'll switch guns. And I told her to switch guns and she pulls out this giant pink revolver. And then she just takes out another guy coming through the door before they finally get her. And I was just like, this is insane. And it's been like this for like the last week, every first game we play, she gets 10 plus kills and under five deaths. And then, and then after that, it's like one death, like, you know, 29 or 29 deaths one kill and so she's, so, she's got the so, ktd that we all dream of yes <laughs> so if she just quit after her first game her kdr would be through the roof <laughs> um, but uh yeah so that's what i've been playing pat you're um, up next okay so i was actually super excited i went to um game peddler on state street the other day and found a copy of um pokemon um Pokemon Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. 
Mystery Dungeon. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. <laughs> Is that the first one, or was there one before that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. Okay. Pretty sure they're the first ones that they did. Because I, 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 so they did it on DS. I don't think they ever did one for GBA. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's fun because it's it's a little different than a regular Pokemon game. Um, whereas you have turn-based in a regular Pokemon game and you have uh, uh, your person using your Pokemon to fight. Well, in this one, you are a person who got turned into a Pokemon and you go and fight bitches and save other Pokemon. And it's super fun. I've always wanted to play one, but, you know, Pokemon and any Nintendo games never go on sale. And so usually they're like you know, 25 bucks when they were up first on sale for $30. <laughs> right. And so it's been a lot of fun. It's cute and adorable and I'm into that shit. So yeah, I cool. that. Uh, what else did I play? Um, I played Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah. And then I played <laughs> Ghost Recon with you. Aha. Um, which is it's nice because like the immersive <laughs> mode uh, makes it a lot easier to not get grenades in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm actually enjoying the beautiful open scenery of the world, and it was really fun fighting the Terminators. Yes, the that. Terminators was so much easier with two people. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. I think that's it. Um, I did. I did at one point uh, have... And I was like, hop in this helicopter with me. And so we fly up in the air. And then it was like, right when we were about to be done. So I was like, all right, bye. And I jumped out of the helicopter. Um, and so she's just falling to her death because she can't get over to, to fly the helicopter. It wasn't until like the next day. She's like, oh, yeah, I just unlocked the parachute. And I was like, oh, I thought you had that already. <laughs> Luke kept trying to kamikaze mm. and, and blow things up and didn't realize I didn't know how to escape from the vehicles correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was I always take the best care of my vehicles in those games. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no fucks. But, uh, Jamie, if you want to play this game with us, uh, they if you download the free trial, they give you a like an eight-hour uh, gameplay time, but they have this thing called friend play friend pass so if you're playing with either pat or i that timer does not go and oh. you can play the entire story for free as long as one of us are playing with you sounds awesome and it's nice so, the more people you have because mm -hmm. you can I have mean, a full team of four people so right. it would be perfect for you know us because there's four hosts <laughs> mm -hmm. we just need to get mike to get it and and captain platinum and then we'll and then we'll be, do, be able to do it, and then we could do the raids where I could finally get a platinum on a game. <laughs> so we can squat up. Is that what you're trying to say? Mm -hmm. We can squat yep. up and raid. Yeah, and we can roll deep, yo. Um, <laughs> Just get Dungeon Master Mike out of that dungeon wherever he's at. I man. know, right? Uh, maybe we should send a search and rescue helicopter. Pat's got it. <laughs> as long as she's got the parachute. <laughs> yep, yep. As long as she's got the parachute, got which really makes no sense in a helicopter because there's a blade over your head. <laughs> Well, I mean, you jump out the window and uh, you don't jump up. The helicopter isn't upside down. You're not jumping into the blades. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to be funny. But uh, yeah, is that it, Pat? Is that all you had? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Jamie? All right. Yeah. So really the only thing I have played in two weeks is Tomb Raider. And I did finish that Wednesday night. And that should be going up on YouTube, I believe, on the 30th of August. So... Some of the episodes are already up, and it was a fun game. Uh, we'll definitely talk more about it later, and I, I enjoyed playing the game. Uh, well, again, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that later. And uh, Mike and I did play multiplayer last week so for a night, just him and I, and it was actually kind of fun. We were enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say that you're on our YouTube page, your, your, final, um, your final episode... Uh, of your stream will actually come out the day this comes out. So as you're hearing this, you can just go over to YouTube and watch the entire the entirety of the yeah, gameplay. That's fun. I don't know how long it took. I, I'll have to go add up all the hours. But I've, it was like 11, 11 episodes, I believe, on YouTube, but they were varying times. Yeah, so I'm guess I was saying it was probably under fifteen hours was my guess of total gameplay. But I did like search everywhere as best I could. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, I totally enjoyed it. Uh, 
So yeah, that's on console. That's all I played. The other thing I I, I play as I talk about here is Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. So just a quick update on that. Uh, we did talk last time that they did the data mine and they found Admiral Piet. He did come to the game. That event is out now um, as we're recording, so it'll be gone when this is up. Not so if you're playing the game, you, you know it's there. Um, so he seems to be a really good character for the Empire and. Um, Arnold T101, he was doing some gameplay and shown that he can actually be a couple of the meta teams right now. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, but then the other thing they announced this week was we have two new Galactic Legends coming to the game. Right now there are only two, and that's uh, Jedi Rey and Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. And now they are adding Jedi Master Luke, which is Luke from the end of Last Jedi which, that was fighting Kylo Ren there. So it'll be Old Man Luke. And Sith Eternal Emperor is the other one, which is... Emperor Palpatine um, in his Gucci robe from the end of <laughs> <laughs> end of Episode Nine. There, so those yes. are the two new ones. <laughs> so Sith Eternal Emperor is what he is called. So CG has given us the requirements. Well, the start of the requirements. They're they're doing four phases, and right now um, for Jedi Master Luke, you need to have Old Ben Kenobi at Relic Level Five. Jedi Training Ray at R7. So this one's nice because she's a uh, repeat from Jedi Ray that is currently the Galactic Legend. So that one, if you've already got Ray, you have her farmed up. You need C3PO at R5. So that's another nice one because to get Jedi Knight Luke, the one that I talked about probably first when I started started talking about Galaxy Heroes, he had to be at R3. So that's just two more levels of that. So that's a nice one. Mon Mothma, she was just released into the game. So that's the Panic Farm. She has to be at R5. And 3PO and Chewie at R5. So two new characters that are, are just came into the game. And neither of the last two are farmable yet. So those are going to be panic farms for people that want this like day one. So that's how they're going to get people to spend money um, for, for Luke. So again, I think there's nine more requirements coming. And they're doing them every two weeks and about four each or so, I guess. And then for Sith Eternal Emperor, we need uh, Palpatine currently at R7, which was one... Uh, did we need him? You needed him for Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, so that's another repeat. So, so so far it's nice that they're reusing a couple of the characters that you were already farmed for the other Galactic Legend. Uh, Vader at R7, which isn't too bad because you need him at R3 for Luke. And then Royal Guard at R3, Director Krennic at R4, which is, I haven't even geared that guy. He is seven stars, but no gear. So that'll be one of my, my long farms. And then Admiral Piet is going to be at R5, and he just... Oh, excuse me, came into the game, and they announced he's going to have an abbreviated release schedule, so it's every three weeks, so it's like in a month and a half, he'll be free to um, free to start farming in the game, and normally it's like they're out for like a month, and you can't do anything other than like buy the one $20 pack, and then you can start buying them in the shard shop with crystals, or potentially by buying some crystal packs, you can get some shards, and then like a month after that, they actually go somewhere onto a node to be farmed using your daily energy. Um, so they're bringing that in by about a month and a half to, so it kind of gives you an idea. I'm thinking of when this will hit the game, which is probably, I'm guessing about two weeks after we see Admiral Piet go into a farm location is my guess. Um, so again, we'll get some more requirements coming up, but, uh, no kit reveal. And they also stated you will not need (laughs) one of the previous Galactic Legends to, to get these. So kind of serious where this changes the meta in the game for Hmm. the arenas. So. It'll be fun. Cool, cool, cool. I I want all the Luke Skywalkers, but I don't. I don't have the time or <laughs> dedication or energy to or microtransaction ability to, <laughs> to 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 worry about that. I was like, that's why I the mobile game I play is the the Dragon Ball Legends one, and yep. um, that one's got a a uh an RNG, I guess, factor to it. Um, but between the two, it's because there's, there's so many more characters in like the star Wars universe that they put in that game, as opposed to the dragon ball universe. Um, it's just, so it's like, you'll always have like a higher likelihood of getting a, a, a major player character and, dragon ball because there's less characters whereas like you have to work to get one of these luke skywalkers like you have to really work or you know save up and you know 
I don't know. I just I was always like I just want to play with my Jedi team. Yeah. And I just have all like last time I played, I had like I think it was Qui Gon, Kit Fisto, uh, Ala Sakura, Barris, uh, Luminara. Is it five or six characters? I can't remember. Um, in this game, it's you get a five person squad. Okay, so yeah, so then I have Luminara and and uh, Barris. Yeah, and, and uh, right like now- that's all I did. I was like, cool. And then there was the second it was like, use these Empire characters. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel uh, like it. Yeah, so right now there's just the two Lukes in the game, which is Commander Luke Skywalker and Jedi Luke, or sorry, Luke Farmboy, Farmboy Luke Skywalker. So I'm assuming you're probably going to need Farmboy Luke at like R7 because you need his scavenger ray for R7 for for the Galactic Legend Luke. So, and then there's a. Um, uh, Darth Sidious in the game already, and no one really has him geared up, so I'm assuming he'll be like the R7 needed for, for Papa Palpatine, and uh, yeah, I get the the Gucci robe uh, Papa Palpatine from from Arnold because he's always like he's got that mm. Gucci robe. I <laughs> <laughs> laugh because he did have that awesome like purple yeah. robe, and there's the end. I like I like his red uh, velvet one from Episode he, Three. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to move on to some news, and we're going to start out with the day of the recording. Today is National Power Rangers Day, and we happen to have a giant Power Rangers fan with us. So I'm going to ask everybody, um, what are some of your Power Rangers video game memories? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say for me it was the first memory I have of a Power Rangers game was playing at my cousin's house he had the Genesis and that was the one you could play as the Green Ranger and like dominate so that was that was a fun memory and then I think that was the Super NES that had the fighting game and that one was kind of cool because you could do the Zords but that, um, like it a- was so it was the the Sega game is the is the fighter where you fight down and you have uh uh, like you, you fight as the, the ranger and then the monster grows and then you fight as the Zord. That's, that's the Sega game. The, the SNES one was the like side scroller beat up where you yep. fought them as the, you're fighting teenager. them and they were teenager and then you, morph. and then you morph and then that was it. Yeah. And then I, there was like another Zord battle one, if I remember right. Cause I remember you could do like, there was like a fighter one and then they did also another side scroller movie version as well. I remember those mm-hmm. two. Those are where on the Super Nintendo, but I just remembered I was so mad. My cousin had the Genesis one, and that was like the only one that was like Mighty Morphin that had the Green Ranger. So yep. I was like, because ah. he could do he could do that curved sword spin thing. Yep, and, and my, his huh? and his Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. My that I was like, what? Um, and uh, my favorite was the Black Ranger because you could just do the spin with the axe. Yep. You just spin with the axe and spin. And they could. It was like playing Blanca in Street Fighter. You just do the one thing and they can't beat you. Exactly. It was, it was my favorite thing. Um, and but I do, I do remember thinking I was like, because I, I remember hearing about this in the original Power Rangers one that they had them move away from having the guns, um, in the show. But like this whole time I'm sitting there playing the game, I was like, how come I can't shoot the cool little laser pistols that they have? I, right? I could, yeah, I could just, fix this decoration. really quick. I could yeah, fix this really quick. Just for decoration, Luke. It's just for decoration. <laughs> um, what about you, Pat? Zero. Um, Zero? When None? I, when I was a kid, um, my parents let us play whatever the hell we wanted. And so we played games like Mortal Kombat and mario and shit and we didn't we didn't have uh sega genesis so we never got power rangers plus power rangers was for babies and i liked cooler things like sailor moon (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean how when did when was power rangers prime jamie uh, what, it came out in '93, so I'd say '93 to '95 was probably the big run. Okay, '95 is when they did the movie. Mm, Pat, how old were you in 1993? <laughs> Three. <laughs> you never, you never mm. ask a girl her age, mm. Luke. I was just <laughs> making a point that she was in fact a baby when Power Rangers was out. <laughs> uh, my cousin really liked Power Rangers. Um, he was four years younger than me. Um, he also liked Barney, so 
I just, I was, <laughs> I also had the kid games too. He had like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and stuff, and I just never really played those. I liked Spyro, but yeah, I had yeah. cool games. I mean, even at the same time, I had like Super Mario RPG, which I'm still hoping they will release at at some point. That'd be great. Because um, I love that game. It was like the coolest like Mario game they came out with in, at that time, I thought. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those other games I had. Because I had Maximum Carnage, I had the X-Men game, and it was just a fun... I mean, it was. A, I remember the Power Rangers ones were pretty easy to do, and you could do co-op. But I do think there was like a Zord fight game as well that came out on the Super Nintendo that my friends and I would play for quite a bit. Sorry, I'm I'm looking up the Power Rangers games right now. Do it. But yeah. Um, and then there is the one that they did release on PlayStation, and I happened to buy it when it went down on sale. And it was kind of like those Super Nintendo ones where you side scroll as a teenager and you get like eaten and then you can morph. And I think I got to one level and I just died like two or three times and then I got busy with something. So I never went back. Okay, so we had the the 1994 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game that uh, was Sega only, Sega and Bandai. That was the one that had the Green Ranger. And then there was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie game for uh, that one was uh, Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and Game Gear. And then there was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the fighting edition. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Uh, and that's got, like, I'm not sure what Zord it is, but the one that kind of had, like, the samurai mask on it. The Thunder Megazord from Season yeah, 2? Yeah, that one. That's this one they went to the different Ranger season, and then they brought in the kid that's the, the White Ranger who's actually a kid, and you didn't know all this in America, at least I didn't at the time, that they were mm. mixing and matching different seasons of, of Sentai. Oh, my goodness. There is a... Power Rangers motorcycle racing game called Power <laughs> Rangers Zeo Battle Racers. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's got the Black Ranger, the one that was like the pyramid thingy. I don't, I think. He was the gold. He was the that gold. That one. Ranger. Yep. 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 So it's got that on it. And there were two canceled ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and then we did, and then we had a jump, and there's nothing until like the early 2000s. So it was like mid, so 94, 95 are the ones that we're we're talking yeah. about. And then the 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 you said you had the have you played the Battle for the Grid Power Rangers? I I haven't. That just came out, I think, last year, and that's a fighting game, kind of like the Mortal Kombat's. I mean, yeah. doing DLC and stuff for that. Um, mm. I think they gave it away free on Xbox at one point. Uh, possibly. Yeah, I think it came out last year or the year before, and they've been doing some download packs for it, like adding like three to four new Rangers um, in those. So, um, But yeah, I'd say 96 is probably when it started dropping off a little bit, because that's when it moved over to Zeo that spring. And then in 98, it was uh, kind of the end of the Zordon era, so that's when a lot of people jumped off, too, because it was kind of a nice bookend, because Zordon started it, and then at the end of In Space was the really the end of the Zordon era. So then after that, it became every season was totally different. But it really started with Zeo that they were different. But the, the story continued on through Zeo Turbo and In Space. And then after that, they were all really nice. not tied yeah. together. And that, 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 was, uh, that was your uh, moment in Power Rangers history there. But speaking of space, <laughs> that was the oh, segue yeah, to I the know next news that, story. Yeah, 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 there it is. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. working on that all day. Uh, you were, yeah. <laughs> It's waiting galaxy, for my moment. In a galaxy <laughs> far, far away, there's a new Star Wars uh, Squadrons trailer that detailed the single-player campaign. Um, this was revealed on th- Thursday during GamesCon opening night live. This include confirmation of several key characters from the original Star Wars trilogy and animated series, and new hints at what the single-player single gameplay, gameplay will be like. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I like that. I feel if they want to keep original fan, like a lot of Star Wars fans in, they got to go back to the original trilogy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, animated series, is that Clone Wars and Rebels? Yes. Those are the two I would think of. Um, mm-hmm. we, yeah, because they did try the Resistance one, but I don't think that was nearly as successful as Rebels. Oh, yeah, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, not even close. So that trailer opened up with a lengthy piece of the New Republic propaganda, including a moving image of a young Princess Leia. Um, most of the information was narrated by Susan, is it Hunka? Uh, yeah. 
So she's the producer at EA's Motive Studios. She confirmed that we will have Wedge Antilles, our, you know, flyboy with Luke. Um, you know what? Probably the best pilot in the galaxy due to yeah. zero force <laughs> ability and two Death Stars. So <laughs> everyone I, yeah. talks about Luke or Han or I was like, no, no, no. Even Poe, because they yeah. even say Poe grew up next to a, he grew up on Yavin 4 and there was the Forcer and all that stuff. I'm like, nah, it's Wedge. No. Wedge, yep. best pilot yeah. in Star Wars. No, no, man, it's Porkins. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the ghost of Porkins will live forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wedge will be in the game, and then they also con- and he will fly alongside players during missions. And then they also showed Hera Syndulla, which she would be known from Rebels, and mm-hmm. they did uh, call out her in Rogue One. They did say yep. something about uh, Syndulla. And- and she is a voiceover during the battle uh, in Rogue One. You hear her over the over yep. the space battle intercom stuff. Yeah, and then do you, is Vanessa it- Marshall? She's amazing. She's my favorite person. <laughs> did did um, I know they showed the ghost in the last fly scene in uh, Rise of Skywalker? Did they confirm if Hera was mm. flying that? Uh, they didn't confirm who it was, but a lot of speculation yeah. think it's uh, her son, Jason Sindula. Okay. Okay, um, and then also, so she will be um, in the game, and she'll be giving missions, and then later she will, um, it says escort missions were confirmed. Uh, the trailer also focused on the Imperial experience. Titan Squadron is tasked with hunting down the massive Starhawk battleship, which is a powerful new weapon being built by the New Republic. And then at the end of the trailer, we see that the same starship using its powerful tractor beam said to be 10 times more powerful than anything in the Imperial arsenal. So. I'm I'm very excited for this game, but they had me at custom characters in the campaign. Yeah. So, so the uh, using his power said to be. So is this before the Death Star? This is New Republic, so it is after Return of the Jedi. Okay. So the so the New Republic is in charge now, and they're just gotcha. with the Imperial remnants, kind of like where the beginning, I guess, of uh, <clears throat> Battlefront, the Battlefront Two campaign takes place. So after the Battle of Jakku. I could, it could be before it could be after i'm not i'm not quite sure okay because the empire was still around before and after the battle of jakku so who knows who yeah knows? the galactic empire and 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 sticking with star wars pet <laughs> yay <laughs> i'm so excited i've been waiting the whole time okay so a couple weeks ago uh they accidentally ea uh, accidentally uh <laughs> leaked the new thumbnail for the new game pack that they were going to release and a lot of people thought that like it was like a winter wonderland kind of thing and someone random recognized it from star wars from a scene in star wars where you can see the three suns <laughs> and so they're like oh it'd be so cool if we got a star wars game and nobody like everybody was super psyched for it but nobody really believed that that's what was happening well that's what was happening <laughs> <laughs> which is freaking awesome so uh i think it was yesterday um they announced the um the new game pack uh which is star wars journey to batu um that's releasing in a week just over a week um and it's really cool so you get to you get to like pick your lightsabers um, and you get to like when they do game packs, it's usually you go to this other place and you uh, uh, sorry, my brain's not working. You uh, work out this whole like um, uh, obstacle uh, story thing that you need to um, learn about what's happening and, and discover all the <laughs> all the um, Easter eggs and shit. <laughs> So it's really cool. Um, it's funny because the Sims community uh, has been asking for cars for a long, long time. And so there's a bunch of memes out there like, oh, you didn't give us cars, but you gave us the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Falcon. <laughs> Got to say it right. Right hand. Hand. Um, it's the, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. Um, so it, they're they had skins prior to this that were star Wars themed skins and they had like a baby Yoda statue and stuff like that. Um, but they're adding all of the other stuff in. They're adding a face that's Ray. They're adding, um, race clothing. Um, 
all this bunch of resistance stuff. They already had uh, stormtroopers and things like that. You get, uh, when they released the last game pack, they set it up so you could have uh, familiars. And so now I assume what they're going to do is you're going to have robot familiars. So you're going to be able to have like an R2 unit follow you around while you're working through all the uh, the, the mysteries and, and the fun stuff in the game. <laughs> But yeah, it's releasing on September 8th. <laughs> and That's I'm awful. Hopefully this will get a bunch of my friends into <laughs> Sims, and then I'll have all these Sims friends, and I will be happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> I know uh, Uncanny Ryab over at the Nerd Dome Podcast is excited about this. Yes. Um, he said that he might actually play Sims game now. And so... <laughs> I told them that if they didn't want to, that I would stream it for them and they could they could just watch me play it. I think that's a great idea for everybody involved. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so also at Gamescom, well, we finally got a kind of sneak peek uh, for Dragon Age 4 which they announced two damn years ago and we've seen nothing on. Um, but you know, Bioware. Uh, so this one wasn't like a full trailer. It was like, kind of like the development of the game and this is what we're doing. And this is how we're working on it. Like that kind of thing. Um, so they were showing, but they did show some like early animations and they had, they were showing some of the voice actors reading some of the lines, like everyone's, they uh, they talk about it. They talk about him, and they said half the people want to kill Solas, half the people want to marry him, and most people want to do both. Uh, so they've got to in you know put that into the game. But a lot of like almost all the stuff I saw on it was was really really cool. Um, but again, it was all conceptual early stage stuff. Basically, yeah, we're still working on it because everyone was kind of upset when ea did their thing uh and their little ea play thing and there was zero dragon age news and everyone's like okay but where's where's that dragon age so it was cool to see that any uh, you guys get a chance to check that out i did not oh wow we both failed <laughs> well it's failed it's worth hard. a watch it's like it's like three minutes so it's not it's <laughs> not terrible uh pat okay so this I'm really excited about because I love Gears of War. Um, and I actually know the voice actor for the character that they announced. Um, so in Gears 5, they are releasing an expansion slash update. It's not an expansion because you don't have to pay for anything. It's more of an update um, for the Horde mode. Um, it's called Operation 4 Brothers in Arms. And they're adding fan favorite Dominic Santiago. So, and then also a bunch of other people, but we're excited for Dom. Side note, side note, um, (laughs) earlier this week was National Dog Day, uh, and Xbox tweeted a picture of Marcus Phoenix, but instead of Marcus's face, it was an English bulldog, and his name was Borcus Phoenix. I I demand (laughs) Borcus Phoenix. In the game. In the game. Borcus Phoenix or Riot. Yeah. I think that would be great. Um, they're also adding Garen, Garen Paddock, which I don't think is actually in the games. I think he's only in the books. Um, they added uh, a UIR soldier, Mina Jinbot, Locust Grenader, and a Zomail Karen, which are badasses that holds the they hold the uh, the uh, a lacrosse stick looking saws. <laughs> they also um, updated the ranking, so there is a higher level that you can get to. Um, that's now the cap um, and become master. They added uh, three new maps, including the reactor map that is in um, five um, right at the beginning, I believe. Um, so that's that's um, gorgeous. And um, I think that's it. Oh, more Gears coins. So when you play through Horde mode, they give you Gears coins and you can actually buy character expansions and things like that. So um, if you're good, <laughs> I am not that good. <laughs> That's all I have. Nice. It's, it's good to hear some Gears of War news. 
Um, on to some other shooting games. Doom Eternal's first DLC expansion, The Ancient Gods, will arrive in, what is it, is it uh, October? Yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal's first campaign extension is called The Ancient Gods Part 1, put sinners in the hand of a very angry demon on October 20th. And this was revealed um, and dated the expansion at Gamescom, which was August 27th yesterday. The DLC is part of the $29.99 Season 1 Pass, which was included with the deluxe edition of the game, if you pick that up. Or you can pay $19.99 a la carte, and um, Bethesda said players do not need to own the Doom Eternal to buy and play the Ancient Gods Part 1. That's that's pretty cool to not have to... Like, if you just want to play a DLC, maybe to see if you want to buy the full game. That's kind of a cool little perk, I think. Uh, standalone purchase of the Ancient Gods Part 1 gives the buyer access to Battle Mode, Doom Eternal's 2v1, best of five rounds multiplayer match. So that, that could be yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, the players will confront an ancient evil awoken from an imbalance in the heavens. And it sounds be- like straight out of a JRPG. <laughs> 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 Is this going to be Castiel? No, I'm just and, uh, it's, and then and then you've got to you know use the goodness in your heart to combat the evil <laughs> with the light that you bring. Something something. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so it's going to have fierce new demons. So whatever you want to take as a fierce demon. Uh, so, um, Ancient Gods was announced at the beginning of QuakeCon 2020, two weeks ago. The Ancient Gods narrative begins right after the end of the story campaign. So, if you really need to know the story campaign, maybe you wouldn't want to buy it a la carte, but if you're just kind of looking to see what Doom Eternal's like and you don't care about story and just want to do some 2v1 multiplayer, it might be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, the Doom Slayer's destruction and death dealing during the main game has knocked heaven and hell out of balance. So, it's your job to clean up the mess and it's likely, <laughs> likely by making a bloodier one. <laughs> um, so if if you haven't seen it, I think I mentioned it last time or time before. There is a there's a Doom documentary about the 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 reboot of the not this game but the one prior to it, and they talk about how like it's funny because I love it, but they they talk about how like listen no one plays doom for the story and like we even made the doom slayer get mad when story was shoved in his face like at the very beginning there's a little screen and the guy's like explaining and he's like ah whatever and he punches the screen he's like cool get my gun and then they just just he's like they find it funny because they're just this announcement demon uh, demon invasion in progress and they're like yep it happens and they just go about it. And I was so it's funny seeing like all this backstory. All the backstory is like in the supplemental material and in the promos and stuff like that. There's really not going to be the big long cutscenes in Doom. Mm-hmm. It's all about speed and murder. Exactly. And a BFG, but, man. You got to have the right? BFG. Yep. Got to have it. Um, um, I was going to ask just out of curiosity does this actually tie into Doom 1, 2, or 3? Like, does I'm it not sure. Tie- I was I'm just curious sure. if you know. I saw it on sale during the like summer sale on PlayStation for thirty, and I was like, "I'm not gonna play it anytime soon." So I'm trying to be better about not adding to my backlog unless right, absolutely right. necessary. Um, it was like one of those. I'm like, it's enticing to pick up for thirty bucks, not and not sixty. But I was like, mm, mm-hmm. let me uh, just wait on that one till the right. next sale, and maybe it'll be twenty. But so I was just curious yeah. if we knew if it tied into any of the other Doom games. Yeah, I, I I assume it's at least ties into the previous one. I'm not sure about the other ones. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I haven't played that one either. I have that in my that library. one. That one is just you know if you don't want to think about anything and just blow up demons, that that's where you go. Um, but this one I am excited about because I have been screaming for this for years now. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, the original Black Ops came out. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm spacing on the year, but it came out a while back. Um, if one of you could look that up, that'd be awesome. Um, but it came out, and it was set in the '60s. Uh, so you were in Cuba, Cuban Missile Crisis, the the beginning of the Cold War, and it was a it was a very 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 good story. November and then, 9 of 2010. So 2010. Okay, so 10 years ago, a decade ago. Uh, and then the second one came out 2012, 2013, 2014. Give me two seconds. 2012. 2012. Okay. So eight years. 
And they so the second game takes place. Uh, it it kind of bounces back and forth. It takes place in like the like the flashback stuff is in the later eighties, like the end part of the eighties, and then the there's stuff that takes place in like twenty thirty something or twenty forty something, um, and you're playing as the son of the main character from the first game, Alex Mason, um, and they they kind of have this it's there's two different endings you can have in that game, depending on a certain decision, whether you, if you shoot somebody in the head, you get like the, the non, I guess, canon ending. If you shoot them in the leg, it turns out that, you know, that's, that's the, the main character from the first one. You're basically tricked into shooting him. And if you shoot him in the leg, he comes back at the end and the son says, you know, where have you been all this time? And he's like, I've got some stories to tell you. End of game. I'm like, okay, cool. The third game better be what the hell that guy's been doing from the 80s all the way up till 2030, whatever. This dude's just disappeared. And I assume he's been working with the CIA doing all the black ops stuff. So third game comes out super pumped. Super excited. It takes place 20 years further in the future than the future stuff and has absolutely nothing to do with the first game whatsoever. It's all about like technical stuff and Chinese hackers and stuff like that. And then the fourth game has no campaign at all. So this is something that I've wanted because Cold War is a direct sequel to the very first Black Ops game, and it's set in 1981 during the Cold War. Um, And you'll get to see Alex Mason from the the first game. Uh, You also see Frank Woods and Jason Hudson. They're the other two big, you know, mainstays of the series. But this is is also where they're getting me. Uh, Players won't control them. Instead, you'll be taking the role of an unnamed operative, taking the fights to the Russians, And this is a fully customizable character that can be a man or a woman. Uh, You can pick the pronoun that they want you to call you. So if you want to be gender neutral, they can say they, them. Um, But yeah, so I am, I am, I am pumped for this. What were you saying though? Again, Jamie? Oh, I was just going to ask, because I didn't play three. And so that's where, so three doesn't tie into this at all. Nope. Nowhere. No, nothing, nothing to do. Not even with the future stuff from the, they just mentioned, oh, there was a big attack. Remember that attack? Oh yeah. Cool. Moving on. (laughs) Um, and it infuriated me. Um, so, uh, Cold War's story is going to focus on Perseus, a Russian covert operative that has been sowing discord within the United States since World War II. Uh, In a mission briefing uh, from CIA uh, brainwasher Jason Hudson, uh, Perseus is accused of having stolen nuclear secrets from the Manhattan Project in 1943 and nearly stealing a nuclear bomb during the Vietnam War. Um, So this is also pretty cool. Uh, they have like a weird it's it's cool but it's also disturbing they have like a cgi representation of uh reagan and it <laughs> looks creepy like reagan like that uncanny valley stuff it's like that's weird the voice is a little off so that makes it a little bit better but that's in the first game they had jfk um i actually think in the second game i think David Petraeus was like the secretary of state and he actually did motion capture for it. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, this one, the cold war campaign is actually going to be developed by Raven software software. Uh, they've previously uh, provided a support role in past call of duty games, designing maps and features uh, in Warzone. Um, according to Dan Bunting, uh, co-studio head of Treyarch, uh, bringing Raven into the campaign ensured the studio could release Cold War alongside next-gen consoles. Uh, this is a quote. He said, we asked ourselves, could we get it done in the time for the next-gen hardware launch? He said, this is a big challenge. Uh, we determined that we needed to have a strong partnership with another studio to make it happen. So I think that's really cool. Um, it's not the first time that they've done this. Uh, I believe it was Sledgehammer Games worked with Infinity Ward on a lot of the modern warfares. And then they eventually got their own, um, their own game set. Um, 
So I could see maybe in a few years Raven Software having their own Call of Duty offshoot. But uh, it's planned to release November 13th on PS4, PC, Xbox One, and it's also coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. They've kind of put out details about, like, you know, the bumping from one gen to the next gen. But a lot of those details are all depending on when the hell they're going to announce the PS5 and Series X sale date. So we'll probably touch back on that later. Yeah, I'm sure we will. All right, and keeping up with like our military-type games, we've got Respawn's Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. That is coming to the Oculus VR this holiday. Um, this announcement was made Thursday during the opening ceremonies of the annual Gamescom convention. Uh, Respawn, um, they're known for Apex Legends, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Titanfall, which the only game I've played in there is Fallen Order. <laughs> they also replay, released a gameplay trailer showing the World War II game, game single-player campaign. So this is the the first game that we've gotten for the Medal of Honor franchise since 2012. I do believe I picked that up. The and I just uh, haven't played it. The uh, the oh, what was it? It was um, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Mm-hmm. And yep, I right. I love that game. Nobody played. The, every time I played it online, it was just a bunch of Polish dudes. But the cool thing about that game is they it the one I got came with a documentary that I still watch <laughs> because I love this stuff. But it's it shows about it's not just American special forces or like Russian special forces. It's got like from Norway and Korea and Japan and like all over the place, France, Germany, England. They have special ops people from all over the place. Poland too. That's probably why all the Polish guys are playing it. But I, I loved it, and there was actually a whole, whole big thing behind it where a, a Navy SEAL got in a lot of trouble for breaking a uh, NDA uh, and describing a lot of the stuff and like the way they do stuff and certain missions. Mm-hmm. Um, he got in a lot of trouble for that, but he didn't go to Leavenworth or anything. So I'm pretty sure they just you know find him money and they were like okay fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was on ps3 right the yeah ps3 xbox 360 yeah yeah so i think i still have that somewhere i think i grabbed it on like a black friday sale for like 10 bucks or whatever and i was like the story is really good the story is really good i wish it was backwards compatible so i could play it on one right um it was first unveiled in late 2019 with a documentary type uh style trailer so thursday's trailer connects disparate gameplay elements from the first time giving focus to the game's narrative players will take on the role of an agent of the office of strategic services or the oss the precursor of the modern day cia which or central intelligence agency if you didn't know that i assume most people know that now (laughs) Uh, they will drop behind german lines on the western front link up with elements of the french resistance and kill as many fascists as they can find the trailer began during the uh, D-Day landings at Normandy and includes a scene of the player parachuting out of a B-17 bomber, effectively shielded by the bombing raid itself. It then progresses to a covert mission at Nazi Germany's Gestapo headquarters. The action then transitions to a field in Normandy and an anti-tank mission against a Tiger tank and the Kupla gun on an Allied bomber, likely that, that same B-17. The trailer then also includes the trifecta of experimental German aircraft at enemy units, the V-2 rocket, the jet-powered ME-262, and the rocket-fueled ME-163 Comet. Uh, this uh, game, again, is called Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. It will also include multiplayer. Developers were particularly excited to talk about the game's lean mechanic, which they say, quote, will raise it to a whole other level, end quote. And that was from game director Peter Hirschman. So I haven't played a Medal of Honor since I think PS2 when the original one came out. And um, I think it was fun, uh, man, but I probably just moved on to another PS2 game. And PS2 was definitely the era of RPG. So it was probably one of the RPGs on that system that I moved on to. Or Guitar Hero, who knows, back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Yep. Okay. So Amazon's New World boasts a massive 100-player war with magic and muskets. Um, New World Amazon Game Studios' forthcoming massively multiplayer online PC game would be limited to Eyes On, 
thanks to my Stone Age potato of a gaming laptop. <laughs> Your laptop. <laughs> this is a game that's 50 on 50 Smackdowns. After all, even if a new MMO sounds like uh, as much of a 2012 Enterprise as my <laughs> big, <laughs> trying to meet 2021 expectations of gameplay and environments. Yeah, so this thing is, is like... I saw some uh, some gameplay of this, and it just looks insane. Like it's an MMO, but it's also like a battle royale, and it's set in like the um, I want to say kind of like the Victorian era ish, but it's also got magic. It's Fable. Think think Fable. Okay. Think of like an MMO that's Fable, but also um but also a battle royale it's 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 interesting mm-hmm. and uh I'll I'll get more details on it next time um but yeah no that should be fun um okay guys we've been playing I know we have we have about 10ish minutes left on this but let's talk about Tomb Raider our game of the month um I really like the Tomb, Tomb Raider um I played it when it came out, so seven years ago. Um, And I replayed some of it and watched through most of the storyline. I forgot how brutal it was. Like, she had fucked up, (laughs) like, pretty hardcore. And, and, like, the mental capacity behind it, like, it gets gets intense. Um, And I actually read a book that uh, is supposed to be after it, uh, uh, where you actually discover what happens to um, Sam um like also mentally and so it's really hardcore i love the game i think everybody should at least play it once Mm -hmm. yeah dungeon master mike he just sent me a carrier falcon and it's got a little note on it it says he loved the game (laughs) and so that that was his he's like hey i love that i love tomb raider so yeah so he's still stuck in that dungeon i guess so he sent us carrier falcon out to us carrier falcon why do you say it like that <laughs> because it's the millennium falcon if you go watch episode four han is always saying han is always, han is always saying the millennium falcon oh my gosh uh what did, what did you think about this jamie um i talked about it some in the twitch stream that i did and uh, and then the gameplay i i thought they did a beautiful job of showing sweet innocent lara you know they're going out on this expedition, and she's just like, yeah. I'm, I believe it, I believe it's Lara. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. it probably is. <laughs> yeah, Lara I'm just Trump. joking. Um, and then yeah, she goes through all of this, you know, and she is getting beat up, and how she grows up so quick, and like on the first like log, you're like j- walking on it, and she's like shaking and barely go you know go across it, and she's like shaking, and then. Like the first time she kills the dude, like point blank with a gun in his face, you're like, whoa, like this is pretty intense. And then, yeah, she just becomes the survivor and just goes hardcore at it for the rest of the game. And you can just see her transition into like survival mode and just doing what she has to do. Um, I think a couple of calls like her other crew members made were stupid, but um, you needed that for the plot, I guess. Um, I do have one random question. Sorry to cut you off. You're fine. Uh, in the in the beginning trailer, and I've always wondered this, and I've never looked it up. In the beginning trailer, she gets she gets pulled out by someone, and you never see who that person is or where they go. Like so, when she's stuck underneath the latch, the latch the latch door thingy opens, and she gets pulled out, and then there's no one there. She just has to run and jump across from one piece of the broken ship off to the other piece of the broken ship but there's no one else running there huh i'd have to go back and watch i you know i was just like really enthralled in the gameplay at that time so i don't think i remember well it's just the beginning trailer you don't even have to play to see it but it's always bothered me because you don't see a person in the background you don't see a person like running and trying to like pull her with him there's just no person there yeah so you gotta wonder if it was someone on her crew that got her out really quick and then they're just they go and leave her but why would they leave her like or was it trying to jump across the ship and the other person wasn't like was there a different way out (laughs) yeah 
Um, when I play Tomb Raider games, I always have to turn around when you go into a, a new room to see if there's shit hiding behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought the, the secret tombs were fun. A couple were a little challenging, but most of them were pretty simple. They weren't really too thought-provoking in this one. Um, I wish they would have maybe showed a little bit more or kind of showed a special item coming out of the chest. But I think it was just like, hey, you got some XP or something, you know, when you're like, oh, I, yeah, I, they gave me whatever XP for that. Um, and I was kind of, I think I felt a little let down by the final battle. Um, the actual main boss, like it was pretty, pretty much a quick fight. Um, you know, you get to the, like the last little campfire and they're like, hey, point of no return. You, you go through a few um, enemies with guns. It wasn't too bad. I think I died a few times. Um, just cause I forgot, like, I was like, Hey, I need to take out the, uh, the dude on the turret. Um, and then you do the quick thing against the like Titan dude, which I don't know if that was supposed to be the guy from like the midpoint of the game that was walking around in the monastery or whatever happened to that thing. I don't know if that's supposed to be him. And then you just fight Matthias really quickly. It seemed like, so it was kind of like a, I don't know, kind of a letdown I felt maybe for, for a final boss. But again, I don't know what else they would do differently in a Tomb Raider game. Yeah. Yeah, and I had a lot of the I guess a lot of the along the same lines. I I enjoyed it. It was uh it was a fun game. Uh I did watch, you know, the the movie was a good um thing to watch after I finished it and just I was like, "Huh, this movie's a lot less culty than the game." But, you know, yeah. Uh, it was a mix between the first two games. I understand that, but it, it was it was really fun. Uh I had a good time. Yeah. With it. Um so no, we're kind of up against we're kind of up against my timeline here with my yeah. uh, my my screaming son. But um, so Pat, tell us what the um, next game of the month is going to be. So I chose Resident Evil Six. Um, I thought what would work well for us because it does have a fairly large game because it splits it off into four campaigns, and because there is four of us, I thought each of us could pick a different campaign. Um, I personally want to do the Ada campaign, and I want Luke to do the Chris campaign. So that leaves Mike and Jamie to decide between Leon or Sherry. <laughs> I wonder if awesome. I should stick Leon and not give him a choice. Yeah. <laughs> the Jake-Sherry Jake one is pretty fun because uh, if you play as Jake, you have like special abilities. Um, so that one's pretty fun. But the, the Leon-Helena uh, one is the first one, and so it really gets you into the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I played it back on the, the PS3, and I was talking about the buddy that I'm playing RE5 with. We've talked about going to RE6 after just because it's a fun mm-hmm. multiplayer game. So we may step up our timeline on that a little bit or just start doing some of this now for the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, and uh, what we were going to read off some of September's releases, but what I'll do is I will post that on our Facebook page. So if you're interested uh, in games like Marvel's The Avengers and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, coming back out, um, yeah, go ahead and check there and we'll have the, uh, um, the release dates and the platforms that they're coming on. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I played. I played the beta of Marvel's Avengers. I was like, I know I played something else. I just, yeah, well, I don't, I didn't get to finish it and get the codes for the Fortnite stuff. I was going to mm, give them to a buddy. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm still curious to play it. Uh, I know it comes out next weekend. Um, I know a couple of people did cancel their pre-orders on it, but I, I think I might still give it a shot. Cool, cool. Can you still get uh, the codes? Sorry. I, I don't know. It depends if the beta is active this weekend. It was one of those annoying things. I wanted to, just because of like what I've been playing, I was like, oh, like I wanted to play Avengers during the week last week, and then I was like, the beta's off. Crap. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was only active on the weekends. Sweet. Cool. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for, for listening uh, to us. Go uh, go check us out and all the other awesome shows over at uh, Geek Nerd Network and Nerd Dome Podcast, um, Freaky Geeks. Uh, yeah, a whole, bunch, a whole bunch of great shows over there. Go check them out. Uh, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks uh, with some more awesome gaming stuff. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yeah, Luke. What should Pat do? <laughs> That's an open question. <laughs> well, she chose RE6, so I hopefully she will finish this game, and I think the only way she will do that is hopefully she will game harder over oh, this next no. month. <laughs> oh, no. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Right, have a good one.
Hi, I'm Eddie. I run a comic shop and publish my own comic strip. And I'm Roger, and I run a comic shop and my very own Comic-Con. And I'm Joe, a lifelong fan who does all the real work to make our show go. Every week, we'll discuss the newest insider info that you won't get from your favorite comics and talk to some of our favorite creators and publishers. So come take a peek behind the counter with Tales from the Comic Shop, part of the Geek Nerd Network. Weekly on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Jen.